scripture reading today comes from the Gospel of John, the fifth chapter, verses 1 through 9. Hear now the word of the Lord. After this, there was a festival of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now in Jerusalem, by the Sheep Gate, there is a pool, called in Hebrew Beth Zapha, which has five porticos. In these lay many invalids blind, lame, and paralyzed. One man was there who had been ill for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had been there a long time, he said to him, Do you want to be made well? The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. And while I am making my way, someone else steps down ahead of me. Jesus said to him, Stand up, take your mat, and walk. At once, the man was made well, and he took up his mat and began to walk. May God bless our understanding of this sacred story. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, we are in the midst of a summer worship series, The Questions of Jesus. How's this for a question? Do you want to be made well? It's a strange one. Do you want to be made well? If you have known illness, especially the kind of chronic and crippling illness that resists easy cure, you sure as heck want to be made well. If you have witnessed a loved one in the throes of physical or emotional pain. You hardly have space within your being to think about anything else you want so badly for them to be made well. Our collective yearning to be made well drives modern medicine. That same yearning to be made well also drives a multi-billion dollar wellness industry. From essential oils to chemotherapy, acupuncture to arthroscopic surgery, shouldn't it be abundantly clear that all who languish in body, mind, or spirit very much want to be made well? Why on earth would this man, afflicted with some mystery illness for 38 years, not want to be made well? After all, he's even positioned himself in a portico near a pool purported to have healing powers. Local legend promised that every so often, the Spirit of the Lord would move across those waters, and the first person to enter the water 
would be healed. Now, to our thoroughly modern ears, this sounds more like a setup for a children's game. Last one to the car is a rotten egg. First one in the pool can walk again. But apparently, there was enough murmuring about miracles that folks lined up for their chance to claim a cure. People who could not see, could not walk, could not live their days unencumbered by illness or disability, they all lay there waiting to be made well. If the man didn't actually want to be made well, why bother setting up camp in one of the porticos? The question almost feels a bit rude, as if Jesus is subtly accusing the man of milking his malady. Surely he'd been there long enough to get a lucky break, to be the first one to make his way into the pool. But if we know our scripture, we know Jesus is never one to blame the victim. If anything, Jesus often makes a point to dismantle theories of illness and disability that presume people have done something to deserve their infirmities. He sees the invisible. He touches the untouchable. He calls the forgotten ones by name. His reputation for compassion is unparalleled. We all know that there are afflictions that make it all but impossible to do what is necessary to heal. Depression can be powerful enough to pin a grown man to a couch. Addiction can cause the most resolute of women to stumble on the path of recovery. I wholeheartedly believe that Jesus has nothing but compassion for all who suffer. This is not a story of judgment and condemnation. I trust Jesus. I trust that Jesus speaks to the man with intention and that he chooses his words with wisdom and precision. He asks the man if he wants to be made well because something is telling him, divine spidey sense, that it's possible the answer isn't as uncomplicated and obvious as it might appear. And lo and behold, the man doesn't respond yes. Instead, he gives his reasons. And they are reasons that could be totally legit. There is no one to help him. Major illness, as we all know, is not something that can be navigated alone, at least not well. When I have so much as a head cold, I want someone there to make me soup and fetch me tissues. Without the assistance 
of community without family or friends or, for instance, a congregation that is remarkably compassionate. Without that assistance, the man can't get there fast enough. Someone always beats him to the miracle. The man has his reasons, but Jesus seems to believe they are excuses. A colleague reflected on this passage with exquisite wisdom. She wondered, has Jesus ever asked you this question? Do you want to be made well from all that stymies, hobbles, paralyzes, and diminishes you? She went on to say, for me, that question stings because I know exactly what it's like to say I want out, to say I want freedom, to say I want healing, and not quite mean it. She says, I know what it's like to cling to brokenness because it's familiar. I know what it's like to make victimhood my identity. I know what it's like to benefit from the very thing that causes me harm. I know what it's like to sink into self-pity. I know what it's like to assume that everyone else has access to a magic pill I'll never get my hands on. She concludes, I know what it's like to decide that I'm doomed to sit at the very edge of healing for the rest of my life and never attain it. When Jesus draws near to the hopeless and despairing and whispers, do you want to be made well? The question may sting. But I think it stings in the way a nice, strong antiseptic can sting. As I tell my daughters, that sting means it's working. So the next thing that happens is rather remarkable. The man doesn't confess his faith that Jesus is the son of the living God, the way, the truth, and the life, as those about to be healed in other gospel narratives do. The man doesn't grasp at the hem of Jesus' garment and beg to be made whole. The man remains trapped in a posture of despondency and despair. But not for long. The next thing that happens is this. Jesus says, stand up, take your mat, and walk. And he does. The man stands up, and departs from the portico in peace, made well despite his apparent disinterest in Jesus, 
and despite his inability to participate in his own healing. Has Jesus ever given you this command? Stand up, take your mat, and walk. Stand up, take your mat, and walk. Walk away from your fears. Walk away from your brokenness. Walk away from all that stymies, hobbles, paralyzes, and diminishes you. Walk into the light of a clear blue morning. Walk into wholeness of body, mind, and spirit. Walk into freedom. Walk into faith. Walk into joy. Do you want to be made well? Stand up, take your mat, and walk. Amen.